this is your pilot speaking. We're just a few minutes away from our final destination, so at this point, I'd ask that you remain in your seats with your seatbelts firmly fastened. Thank you. Mini, could you please stop bouncing in your chair? Have I been bouncing? Yes, for the entire flight. All four hours of it. Sorry, Llewellyn. Can't help it. It's just... Isn't this exciting? I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. I haven't been this excited since I went to my grandmother's funeral. You know where we're going? No, Meanie. I walked through a heavily signposted spaceport, got on board a sublight transport ship, and strapped myself into my seat, alongside around two dozen other uniformed cadets, all bound for the same destination, with exactly no idea of where it was going or why I might be going there. We're going to the hub, where dashing adventurers with chiseled jaws hop into their cross-dimensional spacecraft and jump to parallel dimensions, the nerve center of the entire lead service, and we get to be a part of it all. Meanie, I've done all this before. It's very, very boring. Maybe to you. You failed the cadet training course four times. I didn't fail. I chose not to pass. That's, you know, look, it's it's very different. And, And the hub... It's nowhere special, it's just a space station. A space station that's almost a century old at that. On the scale of interesting things, it rates slightly lower than high-definition photography of an ingrown toenail. It's also a space station that just so happens to have been built around a black hole. Well, so is my bank balance, but you don't see me wetting my pants about it. Not an excitement, anyway. Why do you always do that? Well, it's the overdraft fees, mostly. No, no, I mean... Why can't you just let me enjoy the moment? Because that excitement is a bubble, Meanie. And bubbles are good at two things. Keeping idiot children entertained and bursting. But there's going to be high-impact training exercises. In simulators, they're not about to let a bunch of young idiots go on field training exercises. Not unless they need cheap cannon fodder. Well, I'm going to hold on to my wide-eyed enthusiasm, if that's okay with you. It isn't. Tough. I'm excited. This is exciting. I'm telling you, it won't last. Attention passengers. If you look out of the starboard side window, you will see the grand headquarters of the lead service and central point of its operations, the hub. Please remember, as the hub exists in all universes simultaneously, there may be some turbulence as we pass the quantum threshold into the multiversal nexus zone. So ensure all seatbelts are securely fastened as we make our final approach. Wow. Look at that thing. Isn't it breathtaking? It's a giant metal space donut. And it's beautiful. (sighs) Idiot child. Attention! Sir! At ease. Attention! Sir! (laughs) I love that. Love that sound you all snapping to, uh... Never mind. At ease. Greetings, newbies. I won't presume that any of you know who I am, so I'll introduce myself. I'm Captain Whedon. I'm very important, and as such completely justified in my arrogance. Now you all know why you're here, so I'll cut to the chase. You're probably aware of some of the training simulations we run here on the Hub. Llewellyn here certainly knows. He's been repeating these exercises for the last four years. 
I'll give it another year before I drop out and get a job in a telephone call center. Yeah? Well, this year things are gonna be a little different. See, you can take part in all the simulations you like, and you can read textbooks and training manuals until your eyes pop out of their sockets. But until you get out there, jumping between dimensions and seeing just how intense a calling the lead service can be, you may as well be lap dancing. I should know. That's why I'm proud to inform you all that thanks to my not inconsiderable influence, you'll be the first cadets in almost 60 years to accompany captains on active duty as they investigate a number of smaller, relatively risk-free incidents in parallel worlds. Alright cadets, that's enough. No need to wet yourselves. We're not gonna waste any time either. You're gonna pair up and head over to the docking ring right now. Your captains are waiting. Any questions? Yes, uh, you. Sir, what sort of smaller incidents will we be investigating? That's a good question. Policing an infinite expanse of ever-growing parallel universes is no picnic. There's all sorts of crazy random nonsense you'll encounter on your trips to other realities. You'll have to prepare for every possibility, as well as every implausibility and more than a few impossibilities. But you'll mostly be dealing with dimensional inconsistencies, things in breach of the fundamental laws of reality. Some of you will be traveling to universes where outdated pop culture references are still considered funny, while others will be traveling to versions of Earth where the Big Bang Theory somehow lasted 12 seasons. Oh, I kind of like that show. Any other questions? No? Great. Get yourselves paired up and head over to the docking ring. Oh, just wipe that grin off your face, will you? Oh, they never let the cadets go on field training missions. Is that supposed to be me? Yeah, I've been practicing. That's pretty good, actually. Thanks. So, partners? No. No, I, I need to branch out and find someone who isn't such an insufferable git. But we've been sitting next to each other all year. We were seated in alphabetical order. If, if your last name had been Breeny, or if my parents had come from somewhere slightly further east of Swansea, we might have been fortunate enough never to have had to speak to each other at all. I hope you enjoyed that little dig, because in the time it took to make it, everyone else paired off together. You're stuck with me. Uh, maybe I'll drop out two years early. I have our assignment here. Alright, who's the unfortunate bastard saddled with teaching us how to reverse the polarity on a phase inducer or whatever? Let's see. We are heading to Bay 17 to meet... Oh, 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 wow. Oh, wow. Captain Jason A. Lucas. I can't believe we're going to be on the same jump ship as Captain Jason A. Lucas. Famous, is he? I've never heard of him. But he's a captain. A captain in the lead service. Lead captains are all pretty much identical, Meanie. They all have weirdly personal relationships with their jump ships for a start. You'll find them using phrases like powerful little thing and she can do naught to 70 in 0.05 seconds. <gasps> oh my god. We are going to get to go inside an actual jump ship. <laughs> Meanie, breathe. You're not going anywhere if you pass out. Although... Actually, if you fancy hyperventilating, I can probably have a nap in sickbay. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is just a big day. I mean, I've never even been inside a jump ship. Have you ever seen one? I saw the Archimedes and the Smithsonian when I was a kid, but that was behind glass. 
Remember, short, shallow breaths. So the trick is to deprive the brain of oxygen until you lose consciousness. Oh, come on, Lou. We're about to go to actual parallel universes and see firsthand how leads deal with quantum thingies and transdimensional etceteras. That never happens. You said so. The first cadets to set foot on a parallel world. Now you're not... Ah! Ah! Who are you? I'm Higgs, the custodian. Oh, the fancy word for janitor. Is it cadet just a fancy word for nose bog all? Hmm? Well, um, isn't Higgs, you know, um, doesn't that, uh, isn't that shorthand for, um, aren't you just the, um, uh... Good effort, Tina Fey. Yeah, you youngies don't know nothing about the lead service. Oh, whereas you know everything, do you? I know enough. No one notices the cleaning staff, see? We're always in the background, mopping and wiping and listening. (laughs) I've been around. I've heard things. Learned things a man ought to know about a place like this. Really? Like what? Well... They keep getting in that really thin, single-ply toilet paper that just sort of dissolves in your ads. It's nasty stuff, yeah. Fascinating. Any more nuggets of wisdom you'd like to share? Ruminations on the intricacies of zero-gravity plumbing? Oral essays on the use of space dolphins in waste management and extraction? I know you lot ain't the first bunch of cadets to go gallivanting off to parallel worlds. (laughs) Really? Oh, got your attention now, don't I? <laughs> Feel a bit silly making fun of old eggs now, don't you? <laughs> you presented us with a J.J. Abrams puzzle box that turned out to be full of prison-grade toilet paper, and you think we're the ones who should feel silly? They've sent cadets out to parallel universes on training exercises before. Oh, yeah. Used to be how they broke in the new cadets way back when. Then one day, about 50 or 60 years ago, it were a Tuesday, I think, a group of cadets went and got themselves brutally massacred in a parallel universe now playfully referred to as the Devil's Playground. <laughs> oh, um, why is it called the Devil's Playground? It's the worst case scenario reality, the one where 100% of the time the worst possible outcome happens. You flip a coin, and instead of it landing heads or tails, it gets lodged in your eyeball. Yeah, how you know all that? Because literally everything you've just recounted is from the hollow movie horror, The Quantum Massacre. It's a classic of the genre, and you've just cribbed the entire bloody plot. No, I haven't. I heard a bunch of the captains discussing it while I was taking out the trash on Level C. Oh, yes, and what's on Level C? Well... It's the, um, movie theater, but... Lovely. Marvelous. Come on, Meanie. Let's leave this man to his very important sweeping. Heed my words! No! Go away! Come on, Meanie. Day 17's this way. Wow. 
You read about dimensional jump ships, but it's not the same as seeing them up close, is it? It looks like... like... Like a ruddy great metal Brussels sprout built by someone whose only knowledge of Brussels sprouts comes from a second-hand description given by a half-blind madman. That's a bit harsh. Ah, but people really need to stop jumping out of nowhere and surprising us. <laughs> I didn't jump from anywhere, except... For about half an hour ago, when I jumped back to the hub from a mission, I was on a parallel Earth where I watched the sun set across a thin layer of plasma vapor that had settled across the plains of New Australia. Mm. Caught the light just so, sending ripples out across the horizon of all manner of colors. Red, blues, greens, purples. A truly beautiful sight brought it tear to my eye, it did. Hey, you should get used to the skeptical look on my face because you're going to be seeing it a lot. You must be Llewellyn. I've heard about you, which means you must be... Cadet Beanie, sir, Thomas R. Beanie, and you're Captain Lucas. <laughs> oh, please. Captain Lucas was my father. Your father was in the service, sir? No. He was named after that old silent movie star. But between my grandmother's dyslexia and my grandfather's penmanship, I did... Well, anyway, how are you? Great. Great. Uh, quick question. Are you going to continue telling insane stories about your clearly hereditary madness, or are you going to let us aboard your decrepit little jump ship? Hey, now, there's no need to be like that. There's every need to be like that. Someone designed that ship to look that way on purpose. Well, I think she's gorgeous, sir. Does she have a name? She does it that. I named her The Flory. The Flory. Lovely. It's got the look of spherical vegetation in the name of a fast food dessert. Looks can be deceiving, Llewellyn. She's a powerful little thing, that ship. Can do not to 70 and... In 0.05 seconds, I'm sure. Listen, let's move past the part where you try to convince us your ship is impressive and get to the part where it demonstrably isn't. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like you, Llewellyn. You say what's on your mind, and you don't mind who hears you saying it. You're an idiot. That's the spirit! Come on, in we go! Ladies first. Pretty swanky. <laughs> it's a bit cramped. Look bigger on the outside. Yes, well, you know, these... Things are built to accommodate three or four people at the most. Oops, careful. Oh, incidentally, the Flurry isn't any old jump ship. Oh, no, 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 no. She can do close to 90 DPH and slightly under, are you ready? 0.04. (laughs) Yep, that's what I said. I have been tinkering. Oh, That's what that smell is. Right. We've got a short list of incidents. Nothing too complicated, just routine stuff. Now, strap yourselves in. (laughs) A successful jump. Let's head outside. Captain Lucas, sir, what's that beeping sound? Well, let me take a little lookerino here. <laughs> and, well, that ain't right. Everything okay, sir? Oh, there's a fault with the, um, uh, 
That's nothing I can't deal with when we get back. Come on, out we go. The English countryside. Well, this is... this is dull. But well then. It is, though. It's incredibly dull. Now, what did you expect? Dizzying alien vistas, vibrant skies, and red grass and singing signposts? It's a parallel version of Earth. They all look pretty much the same. So, what's our first mission, sir? Have we gone back in time to stop Tim Burton from ruining Alice in Wonderland? Or Dumbo? I liked Dumbo. Tim Burton clearly didn't. We ain't doing any of that. The flurry doesn't do time travel. That's science fiction nonsense. No, what we've done, as you know, is we've shifted into a parallel universe. There are an infinite number of universes all stacked up against each other. It's the job of the lead service to make sure they're all in balance. What happens if they're not, sir? Absolutely no idea. And hopefully we won't have to find out, assuming we find our interloper. Interloper? Yep. There's someone in this reality who does not belong here. Well, that's us, surely. Well, at the very least, it's me. I mean, I don't want to be here. Is that, is that the same thing? Nope. We've got clearance. It's someone else. And they didn't get here in a jump ship, that's for sure. Let me see if I can get a fix on their location using my scanner. Uh, Captain, just to clarify... Has someone or something shifted from their own reality into this one? Did they accidentally step through a tear in the fabric of the time-space continuum? And, and if so, doesn't that cause an infinite number of parallel universes to splinter from this one? Universes where they get transposed, universes where they don't, universes where they arrive somewhere else, universes where the shock of being transposed kills them. Universes where we care about what you have to say? No, 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 you're overthinking it, Meanie. Which is a nice change of pace, in all honesty, though Edna enthusiasm here raises an interesting point. Why even bother travelling to parallel universes and fixing problems if the very act of arriving here just creates a million billion other copies of us who cock it up? Because we're special. Well, the science on that seems pretty airtight to me. What do you think, Meanie? No, 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 no. Listen... There's only one hub in the whole of the multiverse, yes? Because of the quantum dampening effect caused by the black hole the hub is built around. Exactly. And built into each jump ship is a piece of tech that simulates those conditions but on a smaller scale. The moment we arrive in a universe, it's locked down, preventing... Ah, hold on. Our transposed person is close. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, could it possibly be that man over there running away from the army of what I can only assume is deadly, deadly robots? It is entirely possible. They're firing at us! Weapons at the ready, cadets! We haven't got weapons! Neither have I. Run! Help me, please! They're trying to... They vaporized him! We were supposed to rescue that man, and they... they killed him! Is that considered a failing mark? I think passing this exercise has taken a bit of a backseat to... I don't know... not dying! I thought we weren't supposed to be harmed during these exercises! Have you been hit? 
Not yet! <laughs> then what are you complaining about? God, jeez! That was close! The flurry's up ahead! We'll... They got the captain! Lucky us! Come on, into the ship! What do we do now? What the hell do we do now? Calm down, we're gonna calm down, calm down! Right! Yes, this, this thing will have some kind of fast return switch. All jump ships do. It'll take us straight back to the hub. What if it doesn't? We'll be stuck here with those things. We won't be stuck. We'll be dead. They're trying to smash through the door. What, what part of calm down? Did, look, something on this control panel is bound to take us back. Ah, okay, here we go. Dimensional shift successful, it says here. No problem. Big, friendly button to the rescue. We're back? Well, we're not where we were, which is at least an improvement. Shall we? Another countryside? The same countryside, but in another universe. With vibrant skies and uh, red grass underfoot. No singing signposts, though. Well, it's a rural area. I expect they keep the musical signage in the city. Still, we're away from those robots now. Maybe that wasn't the right lever. I wonder what I did wrong. Oh, hey, you made it. Uh, uh yeah, yes, uh, we made it. We're here, uh, uh, but we were just about to, uh... You should come with me. Should we? Oh, almost certainly. Maybe we should get back in the flurry. What's the rush? The ship isn't going anywhere. We're not due back at the hub for another hour. We've basically been given a free period. Oh, it'll give me time to figure out what went wrong. Wouldn't it be easier to do that from inside the flurry? In theory, yes, but in practice, wouldn't you rather do that somewhere that's likely to have alcohol? She looks like the type to have a well-stocked liquor cabinet. She's wearing ceremonial robes. I think she has a knife. I definitely have a knife. She definitely has a knife, Llewellyn. What's the, uh, purpose of the knife? Oh, I don't use the knife. It's really more of an aesthetic thing. It is a very nice knife. Thank you. Are those, uh, runes along the blades? Sigils, actually. Sigils! That is fascinating. What's the technical difference between a a rune and a sigil? I don't know about this, Lou. We should head back. Look, Meanie, sigil notwithstanding, we watched Captain Lucas die. You think the powers that be are just going to shrug it off as a learning experience and assign you another captain to get mindlessly slaughtered? Chances are, we're never setting foot in another universe again. The only way they'll even let us back on the hub after this is as part of Higgs' janitorial staff. At least this way, you get to have an experience, a unique experience that no other cadet is ever going to have. And you get to have a drink. If Allah wills it, yes. Come on, lead on, Knifey. It's McKnifey, actually. Stabs McKnifey. That's a little on the nose. I'm starting to feel less confident about this. We definitely have drinks. Confidence restored. Lead on. And then they give you the knife, which, you know, really sort of completes the look. Of course. 
I mean, the robe on its own just looks weird. Right? Okay, you two just wait here. Uh, you, uh, going somewhere? <laughs> Not that I, I, I mind, of course. The further away you get from me with that knife, you know, the better. <laughs> you really don't need to worry about the knife. You know, I'm starting to believe her, to be honest. Mostly because I suspect if I didn't, she'd stab me with her knife. Where are we, anyway? Is this a quarry? Hmm. Not enough rubble. Though that cliff face looks pretty rough. Wraps around us in a sort of horseshoe shape. Like a pit? It does feel a bit pity. Yeah. Or an arena, maybe. There's people up there. People just standing and watching us. Looking down on us? Isn't that usually your job? Not now, Meanie. I don't like this. Neither do I. I think I preferred the knife. You know where you stand with a knife. This is just... ominous. And that's the cliff face opening up, like a door. Which means either we're going in, or... Or something's coming out. Right. Yes. Dinosaur. T-Rex. Yes. With a knife. I'd noticed. It's hard to miss when a T-Rex has a knife. It draws the eye. Hey, shall we head back to the flurry? Yes, let's. this button here. Let me give it another push. This still isn't the hub. Yes, I can see that. Swap insurance details? Sod that. More cows? No, no, not cows! Not cows! Nope! That was the second grossest thing I have ever seen. Where are we now? Uh, nowhere. I've parked us between dimensions. Shut that door, will you? You're letting in a draft. How'd you get us here? Going nowhere is easy. People do it all the time. Uh, But... Don't panic. I've done the training course several times. I know my way around this thing. Okay. Cool. So you can figure out what's wrong and get us home. Right? I don't know. The button I'm pushing is definitely the fast return, but for whatever reason it isn't doing the job. Why not? And what's with the beeping? Can't you turn that noise off? It depends on what's causing it. Let me have a look. Oh, dear. What? Our uh, homing pigeon is down. You're not seriously telling me there's a bird somewhere in this thing? Not literally, no. It's a piece of hardware. Triangulates the location of the hub relative to where we are in the multiverse. 
In practice, it's supposed to allow us to ping right back home by just pressing that button. Only it's broken. Okay, so fix it. It's not that simple. Why not? Why isn't it that simple? It should be that simple. And, and why isn't there a backup? An important piece of hardware like that's gotta have a backup. Yes. Yes, good idea. The answer will be in the log somewhere. Let me have a look. Ha <laughs> Okay, so here it is. According to the maintenance logs, we've been using the backup. Huh, looks like the main homing pigeon broke down a few months back and Captain Lucas, in his infinite wisdom, never got around to repairing it. So... What does that mean? Well, I mean, obviously it means we've lost our connection to the hub. It means the fast return switch has nowhere to return us to. So pushing the the button is just going to uh, send us to a, a random location in a random universe. Hmm. Oh, God. Oh, and it means we probably failed this particular part of the training course. Oh, God. It's fine. I'm sure it will only count as a fail if we make it back home. We've got to get home. Of course we're going to get home. Llewellyn, you get us back right now, or... Will you let go of me? Let's be honest, there's no or anything. There's nothing I can do, and there's nothing you're going to do to me. As a matter of fact, you need me. Between the two of us, I'm the only one who knows how to operate this bloody thing, broken though it may be, and I'm in no particular rush to get home. Why not? I've... I've failed the training course four years in a row. This time, I didn't even make it past field training. And what about you? I mean, it's not like you've got anything worth going back to either. I mean, nobody who chooses me as a partner can have a lot going on. I chose you as a friend. Well, that's gone from sad to full-on pathetic. It, uh, actually, sub this. Oh, why do you even bother putting on that uniform if you're not interested in the job? Why go through the training four times if none of it matters to you? No, 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 not sod this. Sod this. Listen, have you tried looking at the bright side of our little predicament? What bright side? Uh, that doesn't sound like looking to me. Oh, you are impossible. I'm a realist, Meanie. I see us here in this cramped Christmas side dish of a spaceship, and you know what I've just realized? We're not trapped. We're free. We have an opportunity to do something no one in the lead service gets to do. Explore. Properly explore the multiverse, unencumbered by rules and missions and captains with excessive facial hair and a relationship with their ship that has weird sexual undertones. You and me, we can go anywhere. Do anything. You've been given the chance to get the kind of field experience any cadet would give their right arm for, that they'd give both their arms for, as well as the arms of their closest living relatives. This is an amazing opportunity. Seize it. You're right. I usually am. This could be a real learning opportunity. It absolutely could. So let's get to it. Absolutely. Uh, what are you... what are you doing? Pressing the button. Don't press the button. But you just said... I know what I said. I didn't mean right now. Why not? No time like the present. Get away from the button. I think I'm going to push the button. Don't push the button. I'm pushing the button. Meanie, as senior junior cadet, I am ordering you not to push the button. Senior junior? I've done more training than you. You failed more than me. Keywords. More than you. The point is, I'm... Not interested. Pushing the button. 
get away from that. Uh, yes. Get, get, oh. uh, your idea. Get, get, get back. Uh, uh, got it. Here we go. No, 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 no. You have been listening to Jump Leads Episode 1, Training Day, written by Ben Padden, featuring the voices of Marissa Mizell, Ben Padden, Amber Aviles, Chris Storman, and Dino Andrade, with additional voices by Wesley Marshall. Editing and sound design by Ben Padden. The Jump Ship engine sound was created by Sean Lyle. The theme music is by Professor Shy Guy. Find out more about Professor Shy Guy at shyguy.website. The script editor was Mandy Okendo. This episode was directed by Dino Andrade and produced by Dino Andrade, Mandy Okendo, and Ben Patton. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts and sharing the show on social media. You can also read the original webcomic at jumpleads.zone and support production of the show by going to patreon.com slash benpadden.